Dream to Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. From the very secretive D2R studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! Well, hello there. I'm Ryan the Area Man. This is the Think Tank Podcast. Today's show, um, it's a variety of topics, um... A couple years ago, I was handed these uh, documents that we're going to go over in the episode. I kind of ex- explain it once we get into the episode, but uh, I'll try and do a briefer one here. These documents were handed to me. Um, they're one's handwritten. Um, it's about. Uh, it starts out kind of about the JFK assassination and turns into. I don't know. It's hard. It's kind of hard to. Uh, read the writing but uh, we get through it it's kind of interesting then we get into uh, another document that was given to me uh, about agent orange if you know anything about that we discuss that then the uh, radical islam and the muslim brotherhood there's a document about that we go over and then the we end with uh, a document about nikola tesla and harp which we've discussed harp in the past, um, kind of, and we kind of go over this in a, a document about that. Um, these were all handed to uh, someone close to me, and uh, then they were given from that person to me for this podcast, and we've just been hanging on to it for a long time, and now we decide to go over it. So. They're, uh, they're secret documents, I guess, in a way, and uh, we're going to read them in the meat of the episode. But before we do that, let's get into the sponsors quickly. You have a beard or you know somebody that has a beard? Well, head on over to phoenixbeardoils.com. Um, check it out. It's tons of information there, why you should be using them. Um all that good stuff, and then uh, the many different fragrances available. You can also get a sampler pack. Um, when you're going to check out, enter the promo code D2R. You're going to get 10% off your entire order and a free sample. Um, so go check that out. If you do shopping online, um, specifically Amazon, do us a favor here at the podcast. Go to thearyaman.com, then click the Sponsor tab, and then the Amazon banner. It's real, it's real simple. It takes you right to Amazon. Um, it costs you nothing extra. You buy all the same stuff you were going to buy. Um, it's just Amazon 
uh, Amazon's profit, uh, they they cut a little chunk off for us and send it our way. So it actually helps pay for the podcast. And they do that as a thanks for sending you, our wonderful listeners, there through our podcast. So um, it's a win for them, win for you, and a win for us. Um, yeah. So that's why you should do that. Helps us out since this is free. All right. Let's get into the episode. Um, yeah. Secret Documents. Take it away. I am being joined by Dave in studio. Dave, thanks for being here. Yeah. Okay. Let's get right into it. I don't even know what the fuck we're doing, bro. I know, because I threw a wild card at you. You threw your penis at me, and I laughed. Well, it's detachable. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny if you, <laughs> somebody just grabs their penis and <laughs> detaches it, throws it at you. It's weird. Yeah. Um, Is it suction cover Velcro? I couldn't quite tell. Huh? Section cover Velcro, I couldn't quite tell. Well, it's oh. got both. Oh, it's it's transgender. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, no, but seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, going on. remember a long time ago? Um, let's see, how do I do this without implicating anybody? Somebody I know worked somewhere, received these documents from somebody, and we... Uh, Oh, that's interesting, but we never actually like read them. We were going to do an episode. I recall... And I had this for like over a year and a half, two years Yes. Now. I recall when person A that works at, at place A gave you the documents that they received at said employment at the said time and date. I recall this information. Right. Well, so what the, what this is, I'll give a little backstory that, that from what I get out of this. First, it's... I wouldn't call it a manifesto, but it's a... The transgendero. <laughs> <laughs> it's a transgendero. It could be a girlifesto. <laughs> it's a femalesto. <laughs> Female molesto? Alright, it's 15 written, 15 pages of written stuff, and it's it's uh, conspiracy based. Now, I'm not going to read the guy's name because I don't think he's still alive. I mean, I'm assuming he's, well, he's not alive, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Maybe. but I, I don't want to read the name because the kids grandkids, whatever. Yeah. This is an older gentleman. We're going to protect the fuckers. Uh, I, I, I got this. See, I have a, all these documents that were given to me, and we're just going to kind of go through them. I think they're all from, supposedly, because it's been a while now, supposedly these are like, this guy would call and leave a voicemail about like all these like conspiracy things mm-hmm. and shit like that at this place of business mm-hmm. that didn't really have anything to do with conspiracies. Right. Um, but they, I don't know. Anyways, this is what it says. It says, a short summary by, and I'll leave the guy's name. We're going to call him John Doe. John Doe. A short summary by John Doe. And I'll read it. Now, bear with me. It's in cursive. And it writes like shit. Like, dude might have had Parkinson's when he wrote it. Well, I mean, it's not horrible, but anyway. It's, it's, it's fucking a, terrible. Yeah. Okay. Read it aloud. We will comment as we go. The words of President Kennedy... 
ten days before his assassination at Columbia University. Quote, The high office of president has been used to foment a plot to destroy the Americans' freedom. And before I leave office, I must inform the citizens of his plight. End quote. Three his, his or this? Well, it says his, but it, it, I think it is this. Yeah, I think he meant this. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I'm reading what it I know, I know, here. I know. And it's not the greatest. It's an old man that wrote this shit. All right. Uh, and it goes on. Three months before, he withdrew from the Council on Foreign Relations, a society of the New World Order, and signed a bill to abolish the Federal Reserve, a private corporation of international sorry, bankers. He had a billion United States notes printed in denominations of two, five, and ten dollars, ten dollar notes. Uh, unlike the Federal Reserve notes, the United States notes were non-interest bearing. It's, I really, we, it's bad how he wrote this. You want me to try and read it? No, no, it's okay, it's just, he's got like two words per line, so it's like, there's no flow. Yeah. Because he wrote really big, but cursive, and it's kind of hard to read. Um, The Federal Reserve is a lending institution to the federal government, resulting in the national debt. The Internal Revenue Service is a connection to the Federal Reserve. A woman who had witnessed the Kennedy assassination appeared on the History Channel and told about the driver of the car who was caught in the film of her camera showing him turning around and also shooting at Kennedy. Where'd her film go? I don't know. That's interesting, though. A documentary film was also shown on television where Harvey Oswald, Harvey Oswald's mother testified that he was a secret agent for our government. The Kennedy assassination was an inside job with LBJ as the mastermind and also a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. The problem our country is that we have not been told the truth about everything we need to know. The major media is half the problem and the government is the other half. Now, you saw the other pages, Dave. Yeah. It's getting even more sloppy. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Compared mm-hmm. to what it was on the first. Like, it's it's like he's getting excited or something. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, or some, he's having a fucking stroke. <laughs> <laughs> something. Um, okay. So he's crapping his depends. This is how big he's writing. Just people at home know. One line. He has the word sometimes. <laughs> he has... One word on that line. Yeah. And he's taking up the whole line. The whole line, yeah. With sometimes. So that's, he's, that's how big he's written. Uh, sometimes when people start learning the truth, there is a period of self-denial. There are many secret societies besides the Council on Foreign Relations. Okay, he's missing 
a word here, but it's supposed to say there's the trilateral trilateral commissions, comma. <laughs> the comma's kind of connected to another word, so it doesn't really look like a comma. Bilderbergers, Club of Rome, Wilderness Society, Freemasons as a break-off of the real Masons, Bohemian Grove, and all of the... All, all of which are connected to the Illuminati as the mother of the other secret societies. The Illuminati was founded in Europe on May 1st, 1776. The United Nations is a con- connecting, is a connection, Jesus Christ, to the New World Order. If America is to be a free nation, Everyone is going to need to know the truth of the world. A truth, the words of John Adams. Know the truth of the words of John Adams. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um, if a nation expected to be ignorant and free, it expects something which cannot be. That was a quote. Um, the words of President George Herbert Walker Bush, quote, there will be a new world order, end quote. Remember when he said all that? Yeah. Uh, said all of that, there will be a new world <laughs> Okay. He was a member of the Trilateral, Trilateral Commission and the Skull and Bones Fraternity in Yale, including President Bill Clinton, also the Trilateral Commission, Bilderbergers, and Council on Foreign Relations. The Federal Reserve is also a monetary problem in control of America. The words of President Reagan, quote, freedom is only one generation away from extinction, end quote. Reagan was not a member of any of the secret societies. President Obama is a Freemason. President Carter was a member of the Trilateral Commission. Other members of the Council on Foreign Relations are Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, Timothy Geithner of the United Nations Treasury, formerly of the Federal Reserve Bank, as these are 12 Federal Reserve Banks in America. Something commissioner. That IRS commissioner. Oh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's IRS. Yeah. It's got to be. After looking at it, that's... I don't know, I was trying to think of it, maybe as doctors or something. All right, IRS commissioner. Rahm Emanuel, as the mayor of Chicago, the words of John Adams, quote, Liberty cannot be preserved without a general knowledge among the people, end quote. In conclusion to this summary is that we have been living under the great deception. John McCain is also a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. The beginning of the decline of America uh, started in 1913 when President Woodrow Wilson signed the Federal Reserve Act. Edward Mandel Edward Mandel House 
the House advisors the House advisor convinced him to sign it. In 1909, seven men on Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia to organize the Federal Reserve Act. This was also the year for Congress to discuss the 16th Amendment for the income tax. Both the 16th Amendment and the Federal Reserve Act came into existence at the same time in 1913. The income tax was constitutional as an indirect excise on gains declared by the Supreme Court of the United States and not a direct tax upon the people. The personal income tax started with FDR to help finance the Second World War for two years and then to be abolished. The personal income tax is now based upon voluntary compliance and is not positive law. Many people are ensnared period (laughs) (laughs) the period's on the other page no it's there but it kind of looks like a comma yeah I mean it kind of seems like it would be more to it until you get to the next page and it's a whole new paragraph yeah a gigantic spider web has engulfed America secretly without the people being aware of it our country was established as a constitutional republic, as the promised land based upon Christian principles for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Look how sloppy it gets. Yeah, it's getting way worse. Um, I can see it on the other side, too. Yeah. What we are witnessing today is not the real pursuit of happiness. The American people have have become (coughs) slaves to their environment, Freedom has been taken for granted and is now being taken away without the people realizing it. The oh boy, <laughs> something of liberty pursuit. What is it? That's not pursuit. It looks like torch. Yeah, torch of liberty. The torch of liberty. <clears throat> needs to be relit for the futures of America. Oh, he's a poet. President Kennedy also warned about the dangers of the secret societies. President Roosevelt, as FDR, was a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. America has been very seriously undermined by the progressive agenda. What is happening here is what has destroyed previous civilizations. Our country is needed to face reality. The hmm (laughs) it looks like Coinage Act of 1792 relates, but I don't know what that is. Some act What year? 1792? Yeah, some act of of 1792 relates, quote, the dollar is the unit measure of value as 112.5 grains of silver and 142nd ounce of gold as the lawful money of account of the United States. Maybe it is coinage. No, that one was in 1860-something. Okay. Oh, but there is a coinage act of 1792 also. Okay, well, yep. there you go. Um, in America... 
today the money system is based on dollars of debt as Federal Reserve promissory notes. The Federal Reserve is a centralized banking system of 12 districts. Our present system does not have any foundation for real money. What is happening today is not the American dream. So basically in 1792, it was also established as the U.S. Mint Act. Mm -hmm. The law also established the U.S. coinage system and placed the mint at the seat of the U.S. government. The law created U.S. eagles, dollars, decimies, and cents, and half denominations of each unit. The value of each of these coins was dependent on the type of gold, silver, or copper, and amount of material used to make them. There you go. So basically they, that's... Yeah. So that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, almost done here. We're on page 14. No, that's fine. I was just looking that up. So. Yeah. Well, I just, in case people are like, oh my God, how much longer is he going to sound like a retard when he reads this? <laughs> well, I'll challenge anybody else to come read this fucking thing. Um, 13, I offered, you said no. Yeah, well, it's bad, dude. <laughs> uh, 13 people control the whole world as a result of centralized banking systems. It's very incredible, incredible, sorry, it's very incredible what has happened to America in an undetected way. It has been done one step at a time. There have been many distractions involved. There was a book written in 1927 about the future fate of America. Everyone who read it became very scared and put it away into a, in a drawer. Today it was coming. Today it is coming true. The American people have become subject under the 20th Amendment of 1868 relating to the gold-fringed flag of the United States corporations of 1871 as a democracy. Well, what's the book? It's like we were getting there and then he fucking forgot to put the name of the book. There was a book writ written in 1927 about the future fate of America. Everyone who read it became very scared and put it away in a drawer. Well, what is it? What's it called? The or what's it says? The book. There was a book where? written in 1927 about the future fate of America. I would put 1927 book about the future fate of America. Future. That's that's the best way to search it. I'm guessing. Of America. America. Well, that's the end of his thing. It's weird. I mean, because a lot of that shit we've said in a little bit more detail. Um, One Summer, America, 1927, is a 2013 history book by Bill Bryson with its glimpse of future suburbia. Okay. No, I don't think so, because that... I don't think that's it either. Because it came out in 2013, this book did. Let's go back. Well, it's a book everybody put in their drawer. It's interesting because it, it's handwritten and it was given to from person B to person A and we just read it. And we're not sure why. Yeah, that's the thing. There's no rhyme or reason why this shit was handed off unless this guy thought he would. But see, he doesn't really give anything away in that that we haven't already talked about. Right. That, you know, we've talked about uh, 
did we ever talk about the Federal Reserve in connection with uh, Titanic going down? Uh, I think we briefly talked about that. I don't think we really went into deep. That's something we need to touch on at some point. We deeply did. Um, But, like, a lot of that shit we've talked about, Illuminati and all this other bullshit. Did you get anything out of that that was, like, that we haven't already covered or whatever? No. I I didn't He starts off with the fucking assassination shit, and then it gets into a whole bunch of other stuff that doesn't even really... I have to do with assassination. So, how how many years ago did she or he receive this letter? I'm gonna say two to five, four or five years ago tops. Right, so that, that was probably about three years ago, roughly. Yeah, I can't find this book he's talking about. I keep finding the one that was written in 2013. Hmm. Well, it's not that big of a deal. Don't it is. Cause I'm curious now. Well, I'm curious too. We can't get a hold of this guy, though. There's no yeah. phone number or anything. Um, I do have more, though. These were also handed to me. These... I I want to say these were all handed from person B to person A. All these documents. Okay? Correct. The the four, 15 pages we just read. Now, the rest of this shit's typed. So we started with the worst one. Um, let's see. I don't know how much I can say here but uh this one has a what do you call that document uh, with like a, a letter. Lo- like a letterhead or whatever a header, yeah um of an of a business the uh it's dated March 2nd 2009 here's the subject a letter regarding agent orange from and I'm not going to read the, the person's name John Doe yes we'll go John Doe 2 a different person yeah, it's, this is a whole different guy, but all these documents came from the same guy. Oh, okay. okay. Which is odd, because I don't know where the fuck he got it from. Mm-hmm. I'm, he wrote that one, but this shit, I don't know if he, I don't know. Let's just read it. Yeah. You know what Agent Orange is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as many of you kn- know, I have been working on the Agent Orange, ish- Agent Orange issue since 1991, when was first asked... By Ad- Admiral Zumwalt to assist the Agent Orange Coordinating Council. The council, comprised of a broad array of veteran groups, was established to do two things. One, to try to get benefits from the government for disease diseases caused by Agent Orange. And two, to try to get compensation from the chemical companies for exposing our veterans to the toxic dioxin that was in their 245-T. As of January 1991, not a single disease was recognized for compensation by the U.S. government. While not all the diseases we believe are caused by the agents are being compensated today, I believe we have come a long way since 1991 in getting the U.S. government to provide compensation for many veterans and their families. Today, however, we received a very distressing news regarding the lawsuits we filed against the companies who were truly responsible for the Agent Orange tragedy. This morning, the U.S. Supreme Court refused to take a request for certain Certi Orari in the Agent Orange cases. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, to put the Supreme Court's refusal to review the case in perspective, I will briefly detail below the extent of the company's malicious conduct. Also, I would gladly supply supportive documentation to any of you who want it. Please note that some of it may already be found on our website at www.agentorangelaw.net. So now you can probably trace things back to who we're talking about here. 
Uh, number one, there is absolutely no question that the chemical companies used defective manufacturing processes. They were aware that since the 1950s, the German company Behringer, or Boehringer, I think it's Behringer, used a process that produced no detectable dioxin. However, that process was slower than the American companies wanted because the American chemical companies were aware that faster production meant greater profits. Whereas the government, Ger- government Germans <laughs> slowly cooked their 2,4,5-T, the chemical which contained the dioxin contaminant, for 13 hours. The American companies, like Dow, used extremely high temperatures to cook it in as few as 20 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. However, the higher the temperature, the more dioxin that was produced. Because of this, the chemical manufacturers secretly, all in caps, secretly, tested their chemicals for dioxin. They did not tell the government how they made it, calling it proprietary. They did not tell the gov- government dioxin was even in the chemicals. They did not tell the government that they secretly tested their product for levels of dioxin contamination. They did not tell the government that hundreds of their production workers were sick due to dioxin contamination. In fact, 76 of the chemical company's employees have been deposed, and not one testified that he told the government about the dioxin contamination. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. Number two. A myth has been created by the chemical chemical companies that the U.S. government somehow designed Agent Orange and that this was a special, unique chemical. This is not true. Agent Orange is one-half-2-4-D and one-half-2-4-5-T. It is the 2-4-5-T that contained the toxic dioxin. 2-4-5-T was not chosen for use in... Vietnam because it was newly discovered. It was chosen because every year 50 million tons of 245-T were being sprayed on farms, along railroad tracks, and on the sides of roads. In fact, the U.S. government wanted a chemical that was already being made because that was the only way they could get enough produced for their needs in Vietnam. Dow even held a patent on Agent Purple and made Monsanto pay royalties on its use. I've never heard of Agent Purple. Me neither. Let me Google that. We're implicating a lot of uh, companies here yeah. in this uh, thing. <clears throat> what we have found... Oh, no, this is number three, while you look that up. What we have found out to the best of our ability is that the U.S. government officials believe that the chemicals being sprayed were safe. Many people do not know that more than 100 government personnel have been deposed during the course of this <laughs> litigation. Not a single one has ever testified to knowing that 245-T was contaminated with dioxin when it was sold to the government. After review of over a million pages of documents, we have not located a single one stating that anyone in the government knew that 245-T shipped to the government was contaminated with dioxin. What we absolutely do know is that the government, unlike the companies, did not even have the means to test for dioxin contamination in 245-T. And most importantly, the companies lied to the government. Even though hundreds of their workers suffered various diseases and they knew that dioxin was the most toxic chemical they had ever encountered, they certified to the U.S. government that not a single worker had ever suffered from a health problem while manufacturing 245-T. Wow. Hmm. What do you think about that? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. What did you find out about Purple? So, I actually found out a lot of stuff, actually. So, Agent Purple is the code name for a powerful herbicide and defoliant used by the U.S. military in their herbicidal warfare program during the Vietnam War. The name comes from the purple stripe painted on the barrels to identify the contents. Mm. Now, there are also Agent Pink, Green, and Blue. 
<laughs> so there's what is that five then? Green, yeah. blue, pink, purple, and These orange. These are all like there's five. Basically, it's just herbicides that they use as their herbicidal warfare. And they they were these were then used in Vietnam what to kill fucking enemy right? Well, like, no, I believe that yeah they they put it on the 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 everything the, the trees the grass the crops the water anything so if they touched it ate it drank it they ingested it they got sick yeah just mm-hmm. try and fucking win the war yeah that we lost horribly yeah all right <clears throat> so it didn't work no well it, it worked because a lot of people got fucked up. A lot of our own people got fucked up. I know someone that's yeah. been a, a, affected by Agent Orange. Yeah, it's crazy. So mm-hmm. this, this thing's almost done here. Um, like one last paragraph. Now, despite literally years of work and knowing that we are right, we do not know that there is anything more that we can do. Previously, we told you that we were fearful that the courts, including the Supreme Court, would weigh the economic interests of the chemical companies over the health interests of you, your families, and the rest of our veterans. The decision we have received does not go specifically to whether veterans were injured by the chemical company's products. Instead, the courts have, in my opinion, rather cynically held that we cannot even present this issue to a jury because even if the companies had not hidden everything from the government, our government would have used Agent Orange anyway. How we can possibly know that or possibly believe that it is difficult for me to understand. At minimum, it should have been left up to a jury to decide. This cannot be the law, but it has been made the law in this case. I thank you very much for your time and patience, and I certainly commiserate with all of those who have suffered from these deadly chemicals. If you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them. I I only wish that some way, somehow, I could have done more sincerely, and I won't read the name. John Doe 2. John Doe 2. Interesting. So this document was also handed off. Let me see that one. As part of the um, package deal here. I have two more documents that we shall read. Um, The next two are quite interesting as well, I think. Just at a glance on what their topic is. This one is, once again, letterhead. Um... I think I can say the letterhead without saying the name. Um, American Freedom Law Center. Okay? Okay. That's the letterhead company. I won't read the name. This will be John Doe the third. Holy shit, there's a lot of John Doe's. Well, wait, I don't want to say I, names be because... All related. I think I think if people did enough research, they could probably figure some yeah, of this shit out, yeah. I would think, yeah. on their own, but I don't want to implicate anybody. Yeah, no, that's cool. I'll yeah. just read these documents that, to me, are... You Interesting. Know. Yeah. All right. It says, Dear fellow American. No, this isn't, yeah. Uh, oh, help us fight radical Islam and stealth jihad in America. Dear fellow American. Radical m- moose lambs. <laughs> Sorry. Every time I see that now, I have to I think of the fucking yeah, Melissa McCarthy, yeah, Sean Spicer. <laughs> radical moose lambs not only seek to kill and maim as many Americans as possible when given the opportunity, as we recently saw at the Boston Marathon, so there's an idea when this was Time written. Frame, yeah. But they're also using stealth jihad to slowly bring you and every other American under Islamic domination and influence. And, as I'll explain, the Obama administration's failed policy of appeasement toward the Muslim Brotherhood and other Islamists uh, has been used and will continue to be used well into the future by radical jihadists to accomplish this task. You see... 
Stealth Jihad is a form of warfare that seeks to impose the doctrine known as Sharia in our culture, our classrooms, and in our courts. And to accomplish this, stealth jihadists hide behind their religion, attacking anyone who speaks ill of Islam, often seeking to silence critics of their dangerous agenda through defamation lawsuits and other forms of lawfare. So lawfare? Yeah, so warfare and yeah. law. I call it lawfare. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that. Never heard of that. Yeah, I'm going to use it. <clears throat> lawfare uh, you. Stealth jihadists are, quote, planting the Islamic flag on American soil wherever they can. The building of a mosque at Ground Zero in New York, for example, is simply one way in which these jihadists are seeking to show Islam's dominance over America. In fact, these jihadists often use our own courts and laws to promote their destructive agenda. You see, they claim it's all about, it's all just about religious freedom, when in reality it is about replacing the Constitution with an all-encompassing Islamic theopolitical legal system, which is tyrannical in every sense. I'm writing to warn you about this great danger facing all of us because unless stealth jihad is stopped now, it will be too late. As you read on, you will see that the American Freedom Law Center is uniquely qualified to fight and win this battle against Islamic extremism, which seeks nothing less than the destruction of America. This is why we urgently need your support today. Our battle to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Let me tell you a little bit about my background so that you will get a uh, better understanding of my commitment to the mission of the American Freedom Law Center and my commitment to protecting our great nation from this Islamic threat. <clears throat> doesn't say his name anywhere, but you kind of... He's not a friend of Muslims. <clears throat> um, yeah, I can read some of this. I don't think it's going to totally give away his name. Uh, prior to starting my constitutional law practice in 2000, I served 13 years as an officer in the U.S. Marine Corps, ultimately attaining the rank of major. I first served as an infantry officer for nine years, during which time I participated in Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm in the Persian Gulf War. I then attended law school at the University of Notre Dame while I was a captain on active duty. I graduated with highest honors from Notre Dame Law School in 1997. That ought to narrow it down for you. And served several years as a Marine Judge Advocate prior to resigning my commission in 2000. And I resigned my commission for one reason, to fight our nation's enemies in the courts. Booyah, lawfare. <clears throat> nice. Uh, my wife and I have been blessed with tall children. Jesus Christ. Fucking Christ, man. Mormon motherfucker. And as a father, I know what is at stake if we lose this battle for America. This is why losing is not an option. Where the fuck did he have time? He's been in the military and shit in law school. How did he fuck 12 times, man? At least 12 times. Mm-hmm. Assuming some of those were duds. <clears throat> Indeed, my work in my work, I am still fulfilling the solemn oath I took as Marine, quote, to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Yeah, sir. As you can see, I have been battling, I have been fighting this battle for our nation's Judeo-Christian values my entire adult life. And this battle is not just about protecting individual liberties, it is about the very survival of our nation. Make no mistake, we have many foreign and domestic enemies who have no respect for our nation, no respect for our Constitution, and who do not believe that America is exceptional. In short, they do not believe that this is a blessed nation, a nation that should be committed to putting its trust in God. And the American Freedom Law Center is doing something about it. 
You know that on September 11, 2001, Islamic terrorists guided by fundamental principles of Sharia-mandated jihad against infidels attacked U.S. soil and killed thousands of innocent American civilians. But that was not the end of the attack against America. It was just the beginning. Allegedly. <clears throat> More recently, homegrown terrorist army major Nadal Hassan killed 13 innocent people in cold blood at Fort Hood in Texas. Hassan was a jihadist motivated by Sharia, but the Obama administration labeled this terrorist attack, quote, workplace violence, end quote. And we saw just months ago in Boston the work of Islamic jihadists who killed and maimed innocent American women and children simply because they were infidels. Make no mistake, Sharia adherent Islamists are today waging a war against America and its Judeo-Christian principles, and there's no organization better equipped to confront this threat than the American Freedom Law Center. And don't just take my word for it. Here's what the experts say. The American Freedom Law Center is, without a doubt, the leading public interest law firm fighting civilization jihad in America. Yerushalmi and Muiz are a formidable legal team without peer in this battle space. I'm glad these guys are on our side. Whoever the fuck they are. That was a quote by... Uh, I guess I can read this. Andrew C. McCarthy. He's a lead prosecutor in the Blind Sheet case, a contributing editor at National Review and New York Times bestselling author of Willful Blindness, a memoir of the Jihad and the Grand Jihad, How Islam and the Left Sabotage America. Another quote. America is a safer place because of the excellent work of the American Freedom Law Center. Yerushalmi and Muiz, or Moose, Moose Lambs, are on the front lines every day fighting to preserve and protect our fundamental freedoms against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That was a quote by R. James Wolsey, former director of the CIA. Oh, name dropper. Uh, you see, the American Freedom Law Center, or AFLC, as I like to call it, AFLAC, <laughs> has assembled an, Amer an experienced team of dedicated and aggressive lawyers who have been fighting this battle for many decades, it's almost like an advertisement for... Yeah. Uh, we are n not new to this fight, and we are uniquely qualified to engage and defeat this threat to our nation, our Constitution, and our Judeo-Christian values. To succeed, however, we need your support. I wonder if this is like one of these things that's like... Give us money. Oh, we'll find out at the end, won't we? Uh, now, I realize these are trying times for Americans, but so do Sharia-driven Muslims, which is why they're... Pressing the fight even more today. I don't exaggerate when I say that the future of our nation and our freedoms are at stake. Will you stand with us in this critical battle? As you can probably guess, Sharia adherent jihadists within our borders are heavily funded by oil-rich Muslim countries such as Saudi Arabia and Iran. Um, countries that want nothing less than a complete destruction of America, the country they consider to be the great Satan. Ooh, is that what they consider America, the great Satan? I've heard that before. I have not. What is Sharia? While often referred to as Islamic law, Sharia is considered by Islamic religious authorities to be the divine law of Allah, which was given directly to man as the Quran through Muhammad and indirectly through the canonical stories of Muhammad's life as told through the Sunnah. How do you, how, how do you spell Sharia? I've been trying to do it. A-R-I-A. R-I-A? Yeah. All right, Sharia law. Got it right there. The Quran is considered by Islam to be the perfect expression of Allah's will for man. Every word is considered perfect and 
unalterable except and unless altered by some subsequent word of Allah. The Sunnah, stories of Muhammad's life and behavior, are also considered binding authority on how a Muslim must live. What's more, Islam holds that Allah is the sole true political sovereign. And Islam also holds that Allah revealed to Muhammad all matters of life, politics, and religious law. Since Islamic law reflects the will of purported supreme being rather than the will of a human lawmaker, it covers all areas of life and not simply those which are of interest to a secular state or society. So basically, Sharia law goes above all. All man-made law. Because it comes from Muhammad. Basically, Sharia law, or also a.k.a. Islamic law, is, I just said. is the religious law forming part of the Islamic tradition. It is derived from the religious percepts of Islam, particularly the Quran and the Hadith. Well, that's, that's a little different. But, I mean, it's basically saying the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and this combination of religion and politics is a unified, undefeasible whole is the foundation of Islam an inseparable theopolitical legal doctrine of Islamic governments and the basis of Muslim loyalties. That's why Islamic law is considered the superior and exclusive law for the Sharia adherent. And in Islamic context, there is no such thing as a separate civil, civil authority and secular law, since religion and state are one. Consequently, Sharia does not permit the freedom of speech. It does not permit the free exercise of religion for Christians or Jews, and it deprives non-Muslims, as well as Muslim women, of the equal protection of the law. In short, Sharia is contrary to our Constitution and the Judeo-Christian values upon which our nation was founded. You see, in Sharia-based Islam's view, the world and mankind are divided into two irreconcilable groups. Dar al-Islam, the House of Islam, which is made up of adherence to Islam and where Islamic law rules or should rule and Dar al-Harb the house of war which is made up of non-adherence and where infidels known as kufars or non-believers live are you sure it's not kufars? well it's actually kufars k-u-f-f-a-r-s kufars kufars yeah something like that all and included among the infidels are Christians, Jews, and all other non-Muslims. This latter realm is called the House of War because it is presumed in Sharia that Dar al-Islam is in a constant state of hostility with Dar al-Harb until Dar al-Harb becomes subject to Sharia and therefore converted to Dar al-Islam. In other words, Islam isn't in America to be equal to any other religion but to be dominant. According to Islamic teaching, all people will one day accept Islam or, or submit to its rule. The Quran commands, quote, Fight them until all opposition ends and all submit to Allah. That's a Quran 8, verse 39. Um, and jihad is another central component of Sharia. It is considered a, command, a communal religious duty for all Muslims throughout the world. The Quran informs its followers that there is always a holy war being waged and instructs them to participate. The Quran Surah 9, verse 29, commands Muslims to, quote, fight against those who do not believe in God or the Judgment Day, who permit what God and his messenger have forbidden, and who refuse allegiance to the true faith, end quote. 
So you see, the objective of jihad is not only to convert people to Islam, but also to gain political control and exercise Islamic authority over a population so that society ultimately lives and abides by the principles of Islam, the principles of Sharia. That's why I need your help today in stopping this attack on our constitutional freedoms. Whether pursued through the violent form of jihad, which is holy war, or stealthier practices that Sharia Islamists often refer to as dawah, which is the call to Islam, Sharia rejects fundamental premises of American society and values. Do you want Sharia to undermine our constitutional rights, Dave? No. Neither do well, I. Well, here's my That's what it here. says. It says, neither do I. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> they assumed you said no. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, So they're all about like supposedly religion and God and shit, but yet but, I, I don't remember seeing any Catholic anywhere in the world beheading a fuck ton of people. Well, that's because Catholicism doesn't say to do that. That's why they... Okay, so this is where we get into this debate. I see what... There's yeah. people arguing that Islamic religion is not a religion of violence. But the Islamic religion preaches violence to any other religion that is not mm-hmm. Islam. Yeah. Okay. Catholics don't want you to be any other religion other than Catholic. The difference is, Catholics don't tell you, kill everybody that's not a Catholic. Islam says, kill everybody that's not a Catholic, or make them submit. Well, making them submit, a lot of people would die. So you're basically, you have to kill them, or you have to convert them. That's so crazy. If you don't convert, you die. That's that's Islam. Well, that's extreme. That's that's an extremism. This is where they get this extremism. Why is there a debate? There isn't a debate. That's what the religion is. Mm -hmm. If you're not an extreme Islam... Well, then Islam disagrees with you. Right. You can be under it, but the whole basis on the religion is an extreme, extremist view of how things should yeah, be. Yeah, it's either us or nothing. Yeah. That's not how religion should be. No. All religions were created bullshit. <laughs> I know, you know everyone's created equal. Well, all religions are created bullshit. They're created. That's the thing. They, they're they not being handed down by something unless you really believe in something bigger, right. which I don't want to get into all that. Right. But if let's look at it just based on this. It came from Muhammad. Well, prove it. You're telling me the Bible, which they supposedly trace back to all these guys who wrote it, who were got their stories and shit from Jesus or God or the ten, all this bullshit. I mean... Where's the back history on the Quran? How that was, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's coming from somebody had to write it that wasn't Muhammad, right? I'd, I'd like to know more about that. I'd really like to get into that yeah, at some point. I don't know I don't with know. somebody that knows. You yeah. know what I mean? I like to. I just ask the question because I, I'm be curious to argue with them. I don't know if you want to. You'd probably lose your head. Literally, bring it on. They would cut your head off. Bring it on. I'll have Brandon sit there with me. There you go. Because uh, he's. He's a Marine, and I think he'd... He'd fuck somebody he'd up. He'd bow sure. up on some motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. All right, let me continue reading. I, it is weird. It, it, but but you can understand strange. why yeah, we're no, having I, so many problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's even more fucked up is that you have a group in this country... I don't want to name the like a certain type, but it's it's typically in the... This whole, like this fucking group of these people, the, the, the millennials and all that, that, you know, all this freedom of all this bullshit, yet it's it's a lot of those, that type, that say they're not extreme. Well, tell me how that's not extreme. 
Right. Yes, they can have freedom of religion, but their religion wants you dead. There's no religion in America that wants everybody that isn't them dead. That I know of. Do you know of any other religion in America? Of the main, we're talking Baptists, Protestants, Lutheran, uh, Buddha. You, I mean, all these other fucking religions don't preach kill the other religion. Yeah, it's kill all about everybody that isn't you. Loving your neighbor, no matter what yeah. religion they are, they're all about accepting and. Shit. And this, this, this was like straight Sharia up. Law. Fuck you. We will kill you if yeah. you don't. Yeah, that's that's, that's extreme. Up, that's crazy. That's why. I, uh, who can defend that unless they're them? But then you're brainwashed mm-hmm. at a certain extent. Then to think that that's yeah. you're so into your religion that you would kill for it. But yet. Prove to me your religion. Like this gets into yeah, the debate of me, me and Maya right. had. Right. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because what if? What if your religion's bullshit? I, I maintain that. What if your religion's bullshit? You've believed in it for your entire life, but what if it's bullshit? You believed in something that was bullshit your entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that make you a fool? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but now. You can have all these religions, but there's people that believe in their religion so much that they would kill for it. Like, that's yeah, like crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to me. All right, let's continue. Neither do I. Unfortunately, the Obama administration's unprecedented collaboration with the Organization of Islamic Cooperation and other Islamists, including the Muslim Brotherhood, to combat so-called Islamophobia has dramatically hindered law enforcement's ability to identify the true threat posed by radical Islam and Sharia and to defeat violent jihadists. Indeed, we all recently witnessed the dangerous and deadly effects of this policy of appeasement when we saw angry Muslim mobs taking to the streets and engaging in violence in Benghazi, allegedly in response to a video that was critical of Islam. This is that uh, whole... Uh, 13 hours or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, that movie was based on this. Mm-hmm. Which, that it's came out since... Then that does that whole video thing that Hillary claimed mm-hmm. was the reason was complete and bullshit. Uh, that's all been proven. A spokesman for the Muslim Brotherhood urged the U.S. government to prosecute the person who made the video, which is protected by the First Amendment. And the Obama administration responded by apologizing for the video rather than condemning the jihadist attack on the U.S. embassy. And in Boston, the Obama administration is still apparently searching for a motive for the deadly jihadist attack. So going back to that whole video thing, that yeah. all has came out that when Hillary basically was advising Obama at the time, that was the reason why they did this attack. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, there's no fucking Wi-Fi over there. They would have never seen the video. Right. And even if they had... I, did you ever see this video that they I never were saw the video. To? No. Well, it came out... Obviously, since then, that that was all bullshit. She lied about that. Did you ever see the video? No. But, I mean, it's not to say that a video couldn't cause them to do what they did, but mm-hmm. I think the movie kind of... We weren't supposed to be there in the first place. Right. Right. The whole point of us being there was to destabilize that fucking country. Uh, and it worked. Um, as you may recall, in his 2009 Cairo speech, Obama made the following pledge to Muslims around the world. Quote, I consider it part of my responsibility as President of the United States to fight against negative stereotypes of Islam whenever they appear. End quote. This inability to identify and name our enemy, enemy has had a devastating and dangerous effects. 
It has allowed Sharia-driven moose lambs to operate on our shores with impunity, as we have seen and unfortunately will continue to see. Stealth Jihad's immediate threat to North America. One of the most powerful Sharia-adherent organizations operating in America today are, is the Moose Lamb Brotherhood. The Moose Lamb, I have to keep saying it that way. I, I know it's annoying, but... It's not. I it's get it. It's funny to me. I don't, uh, the Moose Lamb Brotherhood's strategic plan for North America is found in a document entitled An Ex- Explanatory Memorandum on the General Strategic Goal for the Group, which was written in 1991 by Muhammad Akram, a member of the Board of Directors for the Moose Lamb Brotherhood in North America and a senior Hamas leader. This document, which was introduced by the federal government and the Holy Land Foundation Terrorism Financing Trial, the largest of its kind to date that resulted in criminal convictions, was subsequently approved by the Muslim Brotherhood's Shura Council and Organizational Conference, and it sets forth the mission of the Muslim Brotherhood in America as follows. Quote, The process of settlement is a civilization jihadist process with all the word means. The Muslim Brotherhood must understand their work in America as a kind of grand jihad in eliminating and destroying the Western civilization from within and sabotaging its miserable house by their hands and the heads, hands of the believers so that it is eliminated and God's religion is made victorious over all other religions. Well, it says it right there. What their goal is. Yep. That's not extreme. It's their freedom. Okay. Their freedom, then, is to kill you without having to abide by the laws in this country because the laws are man-made. Their religion is above that. So that makes it okay? That's that's their argument. So then you're willing to die because their religion says they can kill you. But your religion says peace, 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 peace. Oh, we must be, we must be tolerant of these insane fucking people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're going to die because yeah. of that. Well, yes, okay, I guess based on your religion, then you just get get there quicker. Mm-hmm. So you're okay with just dying then? Like, that's ultimately what we're getting at here. Like, anybody that's cool with... Well, I think we should change the all the other religions and then we can kill all the other people then. How about we just get rid of religion altogether? Because uh, I would say most people, most wars, have been... There's been a basis of religion. As many people died based on religion than anything. Like, look how many wars. Go back to, like, early days. Mm-hmm. All was religious wars. People are dying for something they can't prove. Yeah. I mean, I will fight because unicorns are real. You're an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, Anybody that we fucking, should, yeah, like, we that's should go stupid, to, though, you know? Yeah. Like, well, that's unicorns are real in Antarctica. Okay, well, just, let's think. Let's say we have a fucking apocalypse. You and I survive, Dave. And a handful of other people are children. Let's say a children's hospital of four-year-olds. Me and you are now in charge of raising 200 four-year-olds, boys and girls. We can teach them anything. So let's say we created unicorns or the god. Like we, This whole fucking bullshit story, Candyland type story, can I call well, them bicorns? I want to. I want to have that, two. That's they fine. should have two horns instead of just the one. Well, so. whatever you want to do. I mean, we'll we'll have a council on foreign stupidity, and we'll come up with whatever. Cool. We'll teach all these little kids that don't know any better, and they'll be raised then to believe this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And eventually, we'll have a war with another fucking 
that of a, a group of these kids that we raise that are now teenagers that say, oh, you said bullshit. I found this book. It's called the Bible. I was just going to say it like and, that. And, you know, and they'll be, you know, okay, so then, you know, we'll have our unicornians and, or bicornians. We'll have unicornians, bicornians, and bibbles. And they'll all fight each other and, and then they'll one, kill each other. And then find the Kurin. Yeah. That's my point. This is what happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't have 4,000 religions today. Mm-hmm. Everybody just kind of picked a little piece off and well, decided what well, they wanted to do. And going that route, look at the Mormons. This Joseph dude just, had a dream one day, and boom, I'm going to start my own religion. Yeah. They all do. We could start our spaghetti fucking monster. <laughs> I mean, it continues on to yeah. this day. They're all yeah. bullshit. They're all based in uh, one concept. But where'd that one concept come from? That's one thing I can't answer. Is there a God so or isn't there? I don't know. There's Scientology, right, which is based on, like, science or something? Oh, well, let's do, one, let's do one called Dramaology. It'll be all drama, all acting-based. And it's all make-believe. Well, yeah, you probably get lots of actors to do it. Dramology. Dramology. Yeah, we could be a dramologist. Okay. I like it. Dave's starting his own religion right there. And ours is, if you don't believe ours, we get to shoot you in the balls. Kickballs. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Kickballs. If we don't, if you don't believe our shit, we won't. We play get to play kickballs. We're not gonna. We're gonna cut your head off. We're gonna kick you in the dick. Yeah. And if you're a woman, then we get to kick you in your vag. Kick you in your vagina and squeeze your tits. Still, yeah. Yeah. We get to squeeze your tits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's so stupid, but, but that's how it is. If we create this, and then we get to do it because we have a religious freedom that our religious says we can do this. How quick do you think they throw us in jail? But yet you can have a religion that fucking says everybody must die if they don't believe in it, and it's okay for them. That's mm-hmm. insane. That's, you, you see what we're getting at? Yeah, we're yeah. making fun of this whole thing, but yet there's people that will say, oh, no, you have to let them believe what they believe. We have to be tolerant. No, you don't be tolerant of people that want to kill you. I'm sorry. You can't be tolerant I, yeah, of that. I'm unless not. you're just cool with dying. Yeah, that's like I'm going to go Facebook friend a bunch of Muslims because they want to kill me because I just, you know, yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, no, I'm not cool with this that. whole. I don't get how people can not see this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how can people be so? How can uh, maybe I'm not seeing it the way I don't see it how they see it. But I also, when it's explained, how the, I, I don't. I still don't get. It doesn't make yeah, sense how you could be cool with that. Yeah. I get freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of all that shit. But these same people that are bitching about freedom of speech are the same ones that want to shut your speech down. Mm-hmm. But yet you're, you're you're protesting freedom of speech, freedom of having a cock or vagina or dressing however the fuck you want to dress. Mm-hmm. Fucking but yet and shit. the moment I want to express my opinion, I have to be quiet mm-hmm. so that you can scream mm-hmm. because we have freedom of speech. But I don't have freedom. Only you. Okay, you're a fucking idiot. That, that, like everybody has freedom, so we yeah. all get to talk. Hi- hypocrite. Hypocrite. Yeah, hypocrite. Everybody's hypocrite. Ooh, the hypocrite religion. Oh, that's mine. Hypocrisy. I'm, yeah, I'm going to create that one. Because everything... Hypocrisy? Everything will be opposite day. Every day is opposite go. day. There you go. All right, I want to continue reading. This is making me mad. I know. That's why I'm trying to lighten uh, up the no, situation. No, it's good. <laughs> I like getting mad. As you can see, this threat is real. And the American Freedom Law Center is confronting this threat like no other organization. In fact... The New York Times recently published a front-page story about my colleague and fellow co-founder of AFLAC, <coughs> David Yerushalmi, 
and his fight against Sharia. Despite its obvious bias, the New York Times portrayed David as the man behind the anti-Sharia movement and rightfully claimed that he was the leader in this important battle for our future. This is straight out of the New York Times. Quote, Mr. Yerushalmi has be- has come to exercise a striking influence over American public discourse about Sharia. Working with a cadre of conservative public policy institutes and former military and intelligence officials, Mr. Yerushalmi has written privately finance reports, filed lawsuits against the government, and drafted model legislation that recently swept through the country, all with the effect of casting Sharia as one of the greatest threats to American freedom since the Cold War. The message has caught on. Among those echoing Mr. Shariyami's views are prominent Washington figures like R. James Woolsey, a former director of the CIA, and Newt Gingrich and Michelle Bachman. Uh, who this month signed a pledge to reject Islamic law, likening it to totalitarian control. And Sarah Palin warned that if Sharia law were to be adopted, allowed to govern in our country, it will be the downfall of America, end quote. That was from the New York Times. To put it simply, Americans like you who love and care deeply about this great country must act, and you must act now if we are to succeed in this battle for the survival of America. One way you can help, fight this threat is to support AFLAC. When I say AFLAC, it's AFLC. Yeah. Just so we're clear, it's not the fucking... It's not the Ben uh, and Casey team. Yeah. Um, or the uh, the goose on TV. AFLAC! Mm-hmm. Not that. Um, Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah, yeah, it's not Gilbert Gottfried's insurance company. It's the other one. Which they fired, by the way, for putting a... A long time ago. Yeah, when he did a joke about a, the tsunami or yeah. something. Come on, that's funny. He's a comedian. Yeah, I mean, that's what Fuck he does. Fuck Affleck, that's what I say. Yeah. Ben, Casey, and <laughs> the insurance company. No, I like Gilbert. Fuck the insurance company. The mission of the American Freedom Law Center is to fight for your faith and freedom by advancing and defending America's Judeo-Christian heritage and moral foundation through litigation, education, and public policy programs. AFLAC is first and foremost a public interest litigation firm. It aggressively seeks to advance and defund, defend our nation's Judeo-Christian moral foundation and courts all across the country. In sum, AFLAC seeks to return to America's founding commitment to receive God's continued blessing to preserve the soul of this great nation. For good or ill, the battle for America's soul is being waged in the courtrooms across America, pressed forward by secular progressives who promote policies that appease the Sharia-advocating Muslim Brotherhood. Do you want to know how they're fighting back? I would love to know such information if it's in there. Yeah. Uh, Are they sending wolves to kill the Muslims? I hope so. Let's let's read and find out. Aflac's aggressive and innovative litigation team of geese are forging. <laughs> I'm kidding. I added that is forging new battle lines against our nation's enemies in both federal and state courts. To that end, Aflac prosecutes cases to advance and defend religious liberty, freedom of speech, the sanctity of human life, and the traditional family. It crafts litigation to promote limited government, a renewed federalism, and a strong national defense, which includes the right of private citizens to bear arms. And AFLAC is singularly unique in that, as an authentic Judeo-Christian public interest law firm, it aggressively engages the enemy with offensive lawfare to defend our national sovereignty and to fight stealth jihad in all its forms. 
Today, no other pro bono public interest law firm occupies this space, and this vacuum is creating havoc for Americans, Judeo-Christian values, and sovereignty. What's more, as I have alluded, Aflac's litigation team is aggressively and experienced, aggressive and experienced, sorry, with four decades of litigation experience in state and federal trial and appellate courts all across the country. You see, not only do we specialize in constitutional law with an emphasis of, on the First Amendment, we are specialists in geostrategic policy, national security, and international legal concerns. And we are experts on Islamic law and its intersection with Islamic terrorism, national security, and constitutional issues. But first and foremost, we are attorneys who are deeply committed to our faith, our families, and this great nation. In fact, right now we are involved in many battles to fight for your faith and freedom and to defeat Sharia, including the following. Drafted legislation entitled America, American Laws for American Courts, which is a model statute that prevents state court judges from considering foreign laws or rules that violate constitutional rights in America, such as Sharia. This statute has already passed in eight states and has been introduced in many other state legislatures. I wonder where we're at now on that. I don't know. Because uh, this was obviously a handful of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, conducted, prepared, and published a comprehensive peer-reviewed study of mosques in the United States. The study found that 82% of the mosques' imams recommended a literature that promoted violence. Imams are 82% like, of them, you yeah. said? That's a lot, dude. Fuck yeah, it is. For like eighty-two percent of the mosques in the U.S. are the like their their main person. That's what an imam mm-hmm. is. There, I'm I'm thinking. Um, well, it makes sense, mom. I mean, everyone's mom well, is usually in charge. I M A M S. Yeah, moms. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's pretty fucked up. Well, and then I just started thinking about that. <clears throat> so, President Barack Obimi yeah, is from Chai Town. He had a he had an imam at his mosque. That's on record. Like he, so he, so I was gonna say he's from Chi Town. There's a bunch he of mosques. Denies there. being a Muslim, but he ha- he's everybody. Just Google. What? Google's your best friend when it comes to uh, these kinds of things. And, and yes, don't argue with me about everything on there. It's true. Um, Snope says you're wrong. Barack Obama. He has he, the very first thing that pops up, man. Oh, let's see. He he had a fucking uh, a uh, imam in Chicago, which is like your an imam is like a your religious guider at that. It's is. For like other religions, it'd be like your pastor, yeah, or something to Deacon that effect, or something. Yeah. yeah, type in imam. You don't have imam on there. Oh, well, what happened? There you go. Ooh, hidden messages. There's. It's time out of right there. Yeah. But um let's see. I'm trying to find the I told you Snopes would be right on that shit. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta see what it says. <laughs> it says false right there. 
course. So fucking stupid. Yeah. She's fucking Iranian, too. Okay. They're so goddamn stupid. Anyways, everybody do your research. Put in uh, Barack Obama, uh, Chicago, Imam, when he was a senator. You'll see. There's there's shit there. You just got to dig through the bullshit. You'll find it. Right there. Only way Imam Abobo. Underneath the hidden messages, it says his name right there. This one? Yeah, his name's right there, but I don't think that's part of what we're looking for. But that's the guy's name right there. Guy or girl, I don't know which one. Well, this There's a different name there, too. That's Baltimore, I think, though. Yeah. <laughs> Point is, he says he's not a moose lamb, mm-hmm. yet he attended mosques and moose lamb type ceremony services or whatever when he was in Chicago before he right. he became somebody that everybody knew you know what i mean right and even uh, after a lot of that shit because it's so long ago they've scrubbed a lot of that out of here it's like mm-hmm. here's the thing you want to find it it's probably here but there's it says 1,270,000 results yeah, it's probably like if the you, last fourteen pages. If you went probably to ten, you're probably you're you're past all the shit that uh, Google has said. Hey, read this instead. Read this instead. Don't don't look at mm-hmm. what you're trying to find and go deep because you'll find it. You'll find it. It's it's there. You just got to dig deep. And so we're not sitting here in silence for right. twenty minutes, right? Looking for shit. All right, I'm gonna move on with this thing. Crafted a legal challenge to the use of taxpayer funds funds to bail out and support AIG, which is the market leader in Sharia-compliant financing. Um, That's SCF. SCF promotes Sharia principles through the financial markets. Uh, Successfully sued government officials in New York and Washington, D.C. for civil rights violations when they tried to to prohibit anti-jihad advertisements from being displayed on their metro systems. The federal courts held that the bans violated the First Amendment. Successfully forced government officials in Chicago under threat of lawsuit to display anti-jihad advertisements after they initially refused. Successfully defended outspoken opponents of Sharia in multiple defamation lawsuits brought for the purpose of harassing the speaker and silencing the truth about Islam. Successfully defended Christian missionaries who were arrested and jailed for preaching at a moose lamb festival in Dearborn, Michigan. Prosecuting a civil lawsuit against the Council on American-Islamic Relations, a Muslim Brotherhood front group operating in the United States. Hmm. Defending several individuals and an organization that conducted an undercover documentary at the Council on American-Islamic Relations headquarters in a civil lawsuit brought against them by the Islamic organization. The undercover operation revealed possible wrongdoing on the part of the Council on American-Islamic Relations. Defending in a civil rights lawsuit several Christians who were stoned at an Arab festival uh, by a violent mob of Muslims who objected to the Christians' message. It's perfectly okay, though. Defending a Tulsa police captain who was summarily punished for objecting to an order requiring him to attend an Islamic (laughs) proselytizing event at a local mosque. He was ordered and required to attend an Islamic proselytizing event at a local mosque. 
and he objected to it, and he was punished. That's fucking bullshit. And then it says, and the list goes on. As you can see, we are working hard to defend your faith and freedom and to protect our great nation from the threat of Islamic extremism. We know that you share a firm conviction that America's greatness is based upon its Judeo-Christian moral foundation. We also know that you share our desire to restore and preserve this foundation for future generations. In order for us to accomplish this mission, however, we need your help, and it is that simple. And it goes on to say, now we want your donation of money. And that's what I have to say about that. Um, so we'll skip the rest here about the money that they want. But interesting nonetheless. That was part of the package mm -hmm. that this guy handed. The final thing, this is the final piece, and this is a lot, so I'm not going to read this, but we can definitely talk about it. There is one thing I'll read right at the end. It's not near as long. But this is an article. It's, it and looks like it came out of a book or a magazine. Uh, it looks like a magazine to me. Um, it's on Harp. Nikola Tesla's invention of broadcast energy was electrifying, but the socialists have used it to create the ultimate weapon. Harp. High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Remember we talked about this yeah. long time ago in a different thing? Now, this is a full-blown article talking about what um, Tesla created. Um, it's quite interesting. And w when we were talking about the um, when the towers came down on 9-11, Dave? Yes. And that Judy Wood that wrote that book? Mm hmm Wasn't it Judy Wood? Yeah, the free energy. Yeah. This was a harp thing. Remember? Right? Am I thinking about the same thing here? Mm-hmm. The, the... Yeah, because we tied it... It, it was the tied in blue... What was it? Blue... Project Blue something, too? Wasn't that tied into it, too? The... What the fuck is the blue one? There's Project Blue book, but that yeah. was, that's Aliens. What was no was was it the green one? There's another project thing that was attached to this harp thing. I can't remember what the fuck it was now. Hold on. If you go back to that episode where we talk about um, 9/11, we break it down with Judy Wood, uh, her book. She's basically it's it's tied in with this harp. Anyways, the one thing I am going to read. Um, this is an article from 1977, November 13, 1977. Uh, the World's Weather Warfare, Soviet Storm Ray. Uh, I'm going to read the name here. Uh, I was reporter Paul Mann from the Vancouver Sunday Sun. Okay. Quote, they had opened Pandora's box and they had no control over the forces they had released. End quote. Dr. Andrew Nikrowski, Canadian Secretary of State. That was his quote. A member of the high-level government think tanks... Oh... Yeah, name drop from 1977. Show, showing, saying the show name in the show. <laughs> Government think tank said yesterday in Ottawa, he has proof the Soviet Union has been playing ha playing havoc with Canadian weather. When he learned, uh, and the theory he puts forward reads more like a monstrous H.G. Wells science fiction fantasy than a serious scientific analysis. Yet, it is supported by records from the monitoring branch of the government's Department of Communications, a few too many coincidences considering the frighteningly freakish weather patterns which have beset the Western world. For Mikrowski, 
The story began October 1976 when nine monitoring stations in the bleakest, most remote outposts of Canada registered an incredible surge in radio power, beaming out of the Soviet Union. Watson Scott, director of the operations branch of Canada Communications, confirms the power beam was so strong it disrupted radio communications all over the world. The Russians came like a bull in a China, China shop, he says. The signal interfered with marine, aviation, military, even ham radio transmission on every frequency. We, the British, the Americans, and the Scandinavians sent protests to Russia, and they acknowledged our complaints. They said they were experiment, experimenting, but they didn't say what kind of experiments. The powerful radio beam was traced to a source near Riga in Soviet-dominated Latvia on the Baltic coast where a major Russian transmitter which Mikrowski believes is the most powerful the world has ever seen and known. It's something in the region of 40 million kilowatts generating capacity, he says. To understand how powerful that is, you only have to realize the most powerful transmitter the Americans planned, not even built, was for 2 million kilowatts. After that initial world-shaking energy blast, Canadian monitoring units continued to pick up strange signals from the transmitter near Riga. Sometimes they were on an extremely low frequency and sometimes very high. This is what happened next, according to Mikrowski. Quote, very large standing electromagnetic waves were formed thousands of miles long, possibly 200 miles wide, and stretching into the ionosphere. These were column-like waves originating from below the ground and caused by radio emissions from the Soviet Union. One such wave was located off the west coast of North America, starting around Southern California and stretching up to the Fairbanks, stretching up to Fairbanks, Alaska. Another was located off the east coast, starting around North Carolina and going up to, to Greenland. A third wave was located in Europe near the Polish-Russian border, stretching from Romania to Helsinki. These waves contained enough electrical excitation to deflect normal western trade winds, says Mikrowski. The result was havoc. There was the abnormally long cold winter in the eastern United States and Canada last year, 1976, and snow in Miami, weather chaos in western Europe and China. Later on, there was that very bad drought in California. Strangely enough, the Soviet Union had very good weather. It was about May 1977, McCroskey claims, that two unforeseen developments caused considerable alarm among the Russians. Quote, first, they were due to sign an agreement with the U.S. on arms limitation, which included weather warfare. And obviously, they wanted their experiments to be finished before the signing. Then, lo and behold, their giant electrical waves began moving. This was something unexpected, because they had no idea what would happen if these waves were to move around the world and collide. They had opened Pandora's box, and they had no control over the forces they had released. On May 18, 1977, the Soviets signed an agreement with the U.S. and 29 other countries, promising never to attack each other by starting man-made storms, earthquakes, tidal waves, etc. At the same time, according to Mikrowski, they were frantically trying to disperse the runaway electrical waves they had created. The transmitter at Riga was monitored, sending out intermittent bursts of high-frequency pulses intended to disperse the waves. It was also reinforced by a second powerful transmitter at Gomel, near Minsk in the USSR. But before they could destroy them, the waves collided at three points in late June of 1977, each time causing a major earthquake. 
There was a quake off Samoa measuring 7.2 on the Richter scale. There was another smaller quake near the Solomon Islands and another at a central point in the Indian Ocean. The quake in the Indian Ocean measured 9.1 on the Richter scale, the biggest earthquake in the history of mankind. These quakes marked the end of the three gigantic weather-disrupting waves, says McCroskey, but it wasn't the end of the Russians tinkering with our weather. Minor experimentation on varying radio frequencies has persisted from the station at Riga, McCroskey says. This causes minor disruptions in the normal weather pattern, he said. There is a line which can be drawn from the station at Riga showing the radius of its influence. This line passes through Ottawa, Timmins, Montreal, and Boston. Any localized interference in the weather could be caused by these Russian radio emissions. It seems like maybe the article went on, but that's the end of my packet of this. So, that was from 1977. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, when everybody was bitching, uh, well, not everybody, there was a large number of people that were saying Katrina was man-made and mm-hmm. Bush, you're behind this. And I remember all that. Yeah. And everybody's like, how the fuck could he have done that? We don't. That's what Harp is. Harp is American version of what the Russians were doing. Right. Can't tell me they didn't trade or learn from each other. That's oh yeah, that's absolutely. all we did. Well, especially because I mean, they had to sign that pact in what seventy eight or seventy six. Saying or they year? wouldn't use yeah. They, so they all had this weather technology. Warfare. Yeah, that's crazy to think that that exists. And people want to say, oh, that doesn't exist. Well, then why are they signing packs saying they won't use yeah, it? Yeah. That's interesting, well, not like that, right? but, like, think about the whole 9-11 thing and the hurricane beforehand. Yeah, and then disappeared. Disappeared. Right, right. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, there's... This is a weird packet that was all passed. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, I don't think it was, this was intended to make it to us, obviously. Right, right. There was no... They didn't know we existed or what we were doing or anything but and obviously this was given to us i think before we even started think tank as a thing yes yes it did but i've been hanging on to it for a while and i don't know it's interesting it's an interesting it's weird how it just all encompasses pretty much everything we've talked about at some point in time and we've i've never read any of this obviously you can tell or i would probably read that first one a lot better but right um and maybe I should have, but it we have covered a lot of this shit in other bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't really got into the whole Sharia thing. That was no, new we, for today. Yeah, we kind of stayed away from that a little bit because we don't really know a lot about it. Well, we kind of learned some about yeah. it today. Um, I'd like to get into religion and all that at a different time with somebody. Uh, Who knows it? That's not going to yeah. cut our head off? Yeah, it's somebody that did actually will argue for it, but isn't radicalized or extreme with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying those people don't exist, but the overall religion is based in that extreme way of... Well, yeah, 82% of them are violent, so the 18, other 18% are well, not. Well, that they're handing out violent material, promoting violence. Right, right. And that was back then. Who knows what it is now? Maybe the number went up, maybe it went down. Uh, the whole harp thing and all that, like... I'd like to get into Tesla at some point, too, because of what he was doing and, like, how they came in and shut all his shit down and all that. Like, he was fucking with, like, 
lasers and mm-hmm. rays and electricity and all this stuff, like, and all his stuff that he, like, patented and all that, it's all just got shut down, like, and now he's kind of, like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, no one really talks about him. They're, 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 he's, they covered up a lot of shit with him mm-hmm. and what they did to him. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see all that. I don't know. It's weird. It is. It's a lot the of fact stuff that to they process. Can, yeah. The fact that they can do weather warfare. And I know they say... And the oh, fact that they haven't that. yet. I mean, they've, they they've, they've done with us, but I mean, as far as like I fucking look, with other countries and I'll shit. I'll give you my theory. So, current day, we hear a lot about um, climate change, global warming, mm-hmm. all this shit. And, and they're pushing this. We need to pay carbon taxes, Dave. We and I, you and I have to pay a politician so that the future generations can live. For one, that makes no fucking sense because my money to a politician's pocket does not do anything right. for two generations from now. Right. Because that politician's pocket isn't actually saving the ozone or whatever uh if you look at more than the last hundred years of the earth's temperature and all this shit you would see that this is a normal cycle so the fact that they're pushing now i'm not saying that uh cars gas you know that emissions and all this stuff isn't affecting somehow but i'm of the belief that the earth takes care of itself it, it, if it gets to if it gets too hot, it will correct itself. It will get rid of whatever's causing it to be too hot, uh, which could be why we have earthquakes at times and volcanoes and different things like that. I'm not a scientist, but it seems like we go through cold spells, we go through hot spells. Humans are doing, we're existing, but then if it's all these emissions. Why are we still fucking doing oil? Why aren't you producing something else? Because you can make money on oil. So you really don't give a fuck. So why don't we have these billionaires, these trillionaires, these Rothschilds that are forcing us to go into other countries, destabilize them, such as Iraq and Afghanistan, to get the oil that's going into the cars, that's creating all these emissions, that's supposedly heating up our fucking planet, do you, you see who the problem is here? And who, who are we paying carbon taxes to? Ultimately, it's going to go to, like, Al Gore and then the Rothschilds. Yeah, yeah, all the people that well, are the ones the causing the fucking problem. Yeah. They're the ones that... So let's stop doing oil, then. Mm-hmm. Just stop doing oil. And how about we don't pay carbon taxes? You just stop doing oil. Create something else to get our cars moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we have to do this? So what this all thing is... It's I'm cool with that. And, really. Yeah. And the other thing, I think, or as a mainstream media bullshit thing is we're pushing this whole carbon tax global warming nonsense and then they can attempt to prove that we're having global warming by doing this by fucking with our weather they're doing cloud seeding they're putting that shit up there Mm -hmm. i know everyone's all that's conspiracy no it exists there's lots of shit that's been declassified all that is real they do it they cloud seed. If you cloud seed, cloud seed isn't putting weird shit in your thing. It, it's literally 
making it rain in spots that don't normally get in a normal cycle of the clouds across, you know, around the globe, if mm-hmm. you're going with the whole globe thing, not the flat earth theory, the it, it, it doesn't rain in certain spots. That's why it's deserts and dry in certain areas overall. And then there's jungles and shit that get lots of rain because mm-hmm. the cycles would always have it be that way. You know what I mean? When they cloud seed, they're putting enough moisture in that cloud that it's going to rain before it normally would, which is why parts that used to always be without rain and, and drought are getting w- lots of rain, and other parts that used to get rain aren't, aren't getting it. Yep. And and then think about this simply on that alone. You can fuck with crops across an entire country because normally it would rain, and if all of a sudden you're cloud seeding before it gets to that point, so it, it's releasing, all the clouds are releasing its water, then it has to rebuild up before it can rain again, these clouds have to rebuild themselves. But So it's skipping over all these crops, and then it rains past the crops. Well, now the crops aren't growing, mm-hmm. which means now you can literally fuck with an entire country. Yeah, their import and their export. Uh, of, mm-hmm. of crops mm-hmm. to force whatever. I've been telling you, it's so big, it's so ridiculous, and people will say, oh, how could you possibly get this many people in on something? They don't all know what they're part yeah. of. It's decar- yeah. compartmentalization. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do. And then really be all like, well, I can't see our government doing that. Why would our government do that? Why the fuck wouldn't they? It's all about greed and money. They do it for money and power. Mm-hmm. That's why. And control. Yeah. If they can. They can force you to buy a certain thing. They can push their Monsanto, their GMO then, because those are the only things growing. All the other crops aren't. Well, if you want to eat, you got to buy this. Yep. I mean, it's... It's fucked up, but it's true what's happening. So they can... So yes, it is weather warfare. They are still using it. I don't buy that they have agreed to this pact and all this shit. Every... Maybe they did back then, but I'm pretty sure they reneged yeah. on it by now. Or and they hide behind mm-hmm. other things. They said we didn't do we didn't do anything. Well, deniability. I mean, global warming, man, wasn't us. Yeah, we didn't do it. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. The whole thing is fucking stupid. It just irritates me. But it's okay because I think people whole point to this. Go look into it now. Don't believe what we're saying. Go look. Yep. Google search shit that we just brought up. You'll find shit. There's books. There's lots of stuff. The credible sources talking about this shit. thing I just read. Most people probably haven't even heard of that. Probably not. And that was in 1977. So it's not like it just started five years ago. Right. They've been doing this for years, man. Yeah. We're just now catching on to it. You know what I mean? Well, some of us. Yeah, some of us. I mean, we knew about heart, but I, I find this interesting. Yeah, I didn't know about this that 1977 book. bullshit. That was a long time ago, man. Yeah. Well, 40 years ago now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I think that'll wrap this one up. All right, cool. Because so that packet's done. If we start anything else, then it's yeah. a whole new thing. Whole other so. day. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I'll come back again.
And there you have it. So, that's uh, that's the secret documents. Do you have uh, documents, um, stuff that was that you've come across or been handed to you or uh, whatever, interesting documents of any kind that you uh, think would benefit us discussing here on the podcast, then uh, send them our way. You can, uh, you, can, uh, you can email us, you know, copies of those documents, or if you want to mail us documents, just email, email us and uh, ask for a, a mailing address or whatever. Um, email me. Uh, thinktankpod at gmail.com all one word no spaces very simple everybody should know how to email at this point um, or if you have uh, links or uh, something you want to send us to a YouTube video that we should check out something like that uh, and you want to tweet it tweet at at the think tank pod on Twitter all one word obviously um yeah, once again, sponsors, uh, you do shopping online with with Amazon, do us a favor, go to theareaman.com, sponsor tab, Amazon banner, buy whatever you're going to buy, costs you nothing extra, Amazon kicks us back a small percentage of their profits, and everyone wins. Uh, also, phoenixbeardoils.com, uh, check it all out, once you decide on something, enter the promo code D2R during checkout and get 10% off your entire order and a free sample. And that'll do it next week. Oh, what are we doing next week? I have it recorded. I just have to look. I always forget. Oh, yeah. Uh, Antarctica. Have you ever wondered about Antarctica? Well, we cover it. We get deep. Deep into Antarctica. Next week. So, until then. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have a closing. So, uh, just see you next week.
listening to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes, give us a rating, and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.